Welcome to the Malaysian Man Cave Show. I'm Usama Azlan and you're listening to episode 5 of my podcast on building my dream man cave where I'll talk about home theater, hi-fi, gaming, gadgets and more. Today Ray won't be joining us so I'll just have to carry on by myself but fret not, I'm sure we can have a fun time together anyway. And Ray will be back with us next episode. In today's episode, though, we'll be talking about the process I went through in choosing a home theater receiver or an AVR. But first, let's get into some man cave talk. I mentioned the Sony WH-1000XM5 a few episodes ago. It's Sony's active noise-canceling Bluetooth headphone. Um, it has been released recently. It has a different look. It looks more premium, in my opinion and should provide an even better ANC experience. Um, It has double the mics uh, as the previous model. Uh, This will, of course, improve its noise-canceling capabilities and also help with taking phone calls. But from most online reviews that I've read, it's shown to be not a humongous or not a really big upgrade over the 1000XM4 which you could get now for less than a thousand ringgit. Um, the new XM5 also doesn't fold as small as the older models, making its case slightly larger, a consideration if you travel a lot. There were rumors before that the 1000 XM5 will also have over 40 hours of battery life, but it turns out to still have 30 hours of battery life like its predecessors. Still, I'm sure it's going to be a very popular product, a very good one. I myself have the XM2 and I still use it to this day. They're very good uh, active noise cancelling headphones. Next, because the 1000 XM4 can now be bought for less than a thousand ringgit, I find it a very, very attractive proposition. So if you're considering of getting a noise, an active noise cancelling headphone and you don't want to spend as much as um, 1800 ringgit for one, you might want to look at the XM4, which will give you probably 90-95% of what the XM5 can give you for a much lower price. Um, while we're on Sony news, it appears that uh, Sony Japan has registered a new PS5 model. How about that? I can't get a PS5 to save my life and they're coming up or releasing a new model. But uh, it looks to be an internal upgrade Uh, with new radio components to alleviate supply chain issues caused by the global semiconductor shortage. I hope it really pans out that way because I really, really want a PlayStation 5. They're projecting, Sony that is, is projecting to sell 18 million of the PlayStation 5s um, this financial year. So far, uh, since its launch in November of 2020, Sony has sold almost 19 million PS5 units. Another thing I wanted to talk about is Tiga Janda Melawan Dunia, a new movie uh, being released this um, 19th of May. But they were having sneak previews last weekend and I had bought tickets to watch the movie at TGV Sunway Pyramid. But unfortunately, there was some technical error and they couldn't uh, screen the movie. I fortunately got a refund but, you know, I was planning to talk about that movie um, today with Ray. And since he couldn't 
uh, join us tonight. Well, I, I suppose it's uh, fated or it's providence, right? Right. Uh, I think that uh, should do it for uh, Man Cave Talk. Um, now let's get on to our topic of the day, choosing an AVR or an audio video receiver for your home theater. Now, choosing an AVR, it shouldn't really be that difficult, especially if you have an unlimited budget, right? You can just get the best one. But if you are on a tight budget like me, it would be smart to take some things into consideration before plunking down your cash. Uh, The first thing you would want to think about is how many speakers are you going to connect to the AVR? I was always planning to hook up five speakers and a subwoofer, so that's what I looked for first. An AVR that supports 5.1 channels or more. That's what the numbers mean. 5.1 means 5 speakers and the 0.1 is the number of subwoofers. So if you see something like 7.2 channels, it means you're going to hook up 7 speakers and 2 subwoofers to the AVR. Um, It would be good to check the impedance of your speakers. This is the electrical resistance of the speakers. The way it works is the lower the number, the higher the resistance, the higher the power output your AVR uh, will need. So I have ELAC debuts 2.0s, and they have an impedance of 6 ohms. So most recent AVRs, most modern AVRs, can drive 6 ohms and 8 ohm speakers, no problem, especially 8 ohm speakers, right? But if your speakers have a higher impedance level, like a 4 ohm speaker, you would need to make sure that your AVR supports that, like really make sure it's stated somewhere that it supports Uh, 4 ohm impedance. But if you have a 6 ohm or 8 ohm speakers, uh, most modern AVRs should be able to drive that, no problems. Um, Then you'd want to make sure your AVR will output enough power to drive the speakers. Again, most modern AVRs will have enough power uh, to drive most modern speakers. And, you know, you don't have to worry about damaging the speakers, you know, like most modern components have built-in safety features, you know, that prevents you from damaging the components. But, you know, getting the right components from the beginning mean you can enjoy them worry-free. So my Elex uh, B6.2 can take a maximum power input of 120 watts. But don't be fooled. Uh, That doesn't mean that you need an AVR that can output 120 watts, right? Manufacturers like to put up big numbers for marketing. They know people think big watts mean big power, more power, and that leads to better sound. Well, it says it in the description, right? Maximum power input of 120 watts. You will very rarely hit that maximum power input uh, if you're listening at sane levels. You know, you would very rarely hit 120 watts, you know. Maximum power is for maximum volume, And for most speakers, that would mean (laughs) ear-destroying levels. So I'd be comfortable with an AVR that can output around 100 watts for two channels at 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz with a THD of less than 0.1%. Okay, don't panic. I know these are like weird numbers. It just means, okay, you don't need to worry about maximum power, but you would want an AVR that can continuously run two speakers at least at a full range audio signal. Full range meaning 
the entire spectrum of um, sound that's going to be produced uh, by the AV arm or from the source, your TV or your PlayStation or your uh, Blu-ray player, you know, a full range audio signal of 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz for a THD. Now, THD is the distortion level. And if the AVR lists any THD or distortion level less than 0.1%, that's fine. Because at anything less than 0.1% is inaudible. Um, you wouldn't be able to hear the distortion. So always look, for, look out for these three things when considering the power of the AVR, right? Make sure it's the amount of watts that you need, but output it for two channels at 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz at less than 0.1% THD. So as long as you keep those numbers in mind, um, when looking through the specs of the AVR, you should be fine. Um, so I don't need 120 watts because that's maximum power again. I'm comfortable uh, for 100 watts or even slightly less because that's for two channels, remember? I'm going to run five uh, channels, uh, 5.1 even. So 100 watts would be just nice. And even then, it'll be more than enough. So now I know that I need an AVR that can power at least 5.1 channels, can drive speakers with an impedance or resistance of 6 ohms, and with a power output of at least 100 watts for two channels at 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz with less than 0.1% THD. Now all I need to do is find that AVR with these specs, right? Now, which brands do I go with? From my research, the difference in sound between AVR brands are not as noticeable as the difference between speaker brands. So if you've selected a speaker that you like, that you like the sound of, you don't have to worry so much about that brand of the AVR, especially at the lower to medium budget levels. And again, it comes back to budget, right? Um, some brands like Marantz are more expensive than Denon's, for example, and Denon's are more expensive than Yamaha's. At my budget, I'm not going to worry about the brand so much. I'm just going to get an AVR that fits the requirements that we've determined before. You know, the 100 watts, two channels at 20, to 20, 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz with less than 0.1% THD. I'm just going to look out for those specs. And then whichever brand fits my budget, I'm going to get that one. So in the end, for my speakers, I chose a Yamaha, cheaper uh, Yamaha compared to Marantz and Denon. Um, but that's not all. Because I also play video games, I also have consoles. There is one more thing I need to check or I need to make sure. That's the HDMI connections. So HDMI is the cable that connects the AVR to the TV. First, I need to determine how many inputs does the AVR have and is it enough for my needs. I have my console, I have my Android box, I have my uh, Blu-ray player. That's probably three ports needed, three HDMI ports needed. So it would be good to have more than three, at least two more, you know, for future upgrades. Secondly, and this is a bit more specific to gamers, I would also want HDMI 2.1 so I can enjoy the latest gaming features like VRR or variable refresh rates. But, you know, th those are gaming features that we will talk about another time. Another thing that I would look out for is the ARC feature, which is the audio return channel feature. Um, this 
helps you get sound from uh, if the source comes from your TV. So the AVR can send sound to your TV and your TV can send sound to the AVR as well if you have the ARC feature. A better uh, feature is the eARC or Enhanced ARC. You'd want at least an ARC uh, HDMI port, but if possible, get an eARC. It's, an, it's a better, newer version and it'll give you more features. But for now, let's just make sure our AVR has enough HDMI 2.1 ports. So there you go. That's how I chose my AVR. Uh, my decisions were made based on my needs, so I don't spend more than my budget. And I didn't fall into the trap of making uh, decisions or choosing an AVR based on some future upgrade that may not happen for a long time to come. Uh, some people say, oh, you should try in future-proof. Speakers, yes. Speakers last you a long time. But AVRs, if it can last you five years, that's a really good uh, purchase already. And you could be forgiven uh, if you wanted to look at another AVR five years down the road if you need uh, some new feature. You know, but don't buy today what you think you might need tomorrow. That's silliness, right? So that's our episode for this week. I hope you found it interesting and informative. I wish Ray was with us, but that's okay. Next week, we'll be talking about Blu-ray players. Is it still necessary in today's age of streaming to own a Blu-ray player? Or better yet, a 4K Blu-ray player? Something to think about. Until then, don't be a stranger now. <laughs>